welcome to Moaning Myrtle's bathroom. <laughs> I think we got screwed up on who's supposed to start and do what, so let's just do it at the same time today. Yeah. I'm Emily. And I'm Katie. This is a Harry Potter podcast where we moan and groan, scream and cry about Harry Potter. <laughs> Yes, scream and cry. That's what we do here. Lately, (laughs) screaming and crying. Yes. So today, we are going to be talking about some fun stuff. Some top Harry Potter fan theories and discussing um, our opinions about them. Yeah. But first, Katie, what's flooding your toilet? Okay. This is kind of a dumb one, so I'm (laughs) sorry. Oh, God, here we go. It falls in the same pool as, like, Tom Felton's puppy (laughs) that I talked about a couple weeks ago. It has to do with a Harry Potter cast member, not really about Harry Potter. Ivana Lynch. <laughs> uh, yep. Has been on Dancing with the Stars this season. And okay, like seriously, I'm really surprised at how good of a dancer she is. Oh, I have Like, I feel anything. like when I heard, or like, that she was announced to be on this season, I was kind of like... I felt nervous. Oh. <laughs> so I haven't watched. Like, she... <laughs> She is Luna Lovegood. Like, Ivana Lynch is Luna Lovegood in the way that she, like, talks, in the way that she acts, in the way that she is. And so I was like, I don't really see her as being a very good dancer, you know? Mm-hmm. And I don't, like, watch Dancing with the Stars religiously. Like, it's just, like, if there's someone on there that I really like, <laughs> then I will, like, YouTube their dances the next day. But, like, <laughs> she's sassy. She danced, <laughs> like, she danced the samba last week and the jive and, like, holy crap, that girl has an attitude. She was really funny. It was really funny because, like, one of the judges was like, wow, there's an attitude in Luna Lovegood. And then she comes out with her little baby voice. I'm like, yes, there is. (laughs) And I was like, oh my god. (laughs) So, like, that's just been, like, kind of making me freak out because, like, she's such a good dancer and I wouldn't have, like, guessed that coming from her. So that, like, honest to God, has been flooding my toilet because, like, every <laughs> week when there's... God been flooding my toilet. Because <laughs> whenever there's a new, like, week of Dancing with the Stars, I'm like, okay, I need to watch her kill it again mm-hmm. because she's so good at it. So you're giving me such a judgmental look no, right now. It's just so funny that you keep, <laughs> like, keeping up with old Harry Potter stars. This is literally my life, okay? Like, I follow them all on Twitter and on Instagram and on everything and I just, I want to be friends with them so badly, so I pretend I'm a part of their life. Oh no, this is getting sad. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Just the cool ones like Tom and Ivana. (laughs) So before I make a bigger fool of myself on here, Emily, what's been flooding your toilet this week? Here's the thing. I feel like I've been blessed for once. I've complained for at least two episodes now. I mean, I've complained for all of them. Yeah. But I've complained for at least two episodes now about one certain topic, and some news came out this week about an honest-to-God Harry Potter game for a console. Man. I'm a gamer girl. What is it? I haven't heard about it. Something was leaked. I, I have no idea about anything to do with it. I just wanted to bring it up because I feel like asking ye shall receive Emily edition. Because yeah. I've complained enough <laughs> and now finally I'm being given a gift. Maybe, Maybe a good Harry Potter game is going to come out. Oh my god. People are freaking out about it. People are freaking out about it. It's not... It is being made. That's what, that's what I've heard. So there was a big thing about like, ooh, is this company going to do it? No. So it is happening for real. But it's not being made by the same company that did... Which I did talk about, right? I talked about the Batman games that I love so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People were thinking it was going to be by them, the people who did the Batman games. Ooh. But no, they have confirmed that they're not doing it. Yeah. <laughs> but I wish they were. But it looks like a real thing. Like, from the shitty little images that I saw, like, coming up on the mm-hmm. news articles or whatever about it, it looks like a real deal, good-looking... 2018 and beyond level nice HD game that's not a Lego game and doesn't make me like pay to play and play a dumb game about my dumb brother who did dumb things and I don't care. <laughs> oh my god. You know what I mean? So yeah, like yeah, I'm yeah. just I'm getting really pumped. Yeah. Have they said team? anything about like what it's supposed to be? No. Or? No. No. There's literally nothing. It got like something got leaked on accident. Ooh. Um and then people are like, there's a <laughs> That's what I did inside oh my, my head. So, this is exciting. So they just said, yes, something is happening, and no, it's not by the Batman people. 
which is disappointing to me. But it's fine, because other people make good video games. Yeah. <laughs> so it's fine. But it looks like a real deal thing. And look who's been complaining about it. Me. They must have heard you. They must have You must listening. have, like, screamed loud enough that people heard you. I've been screaming about it for what feels like my entire life. <laughs> so that's, that's basically it. I have no real information, but trust and believe when there's more info... I will be bringing it to the table because I'm very excited about a yeah. good Harry Potter video game. That's super exciting. Oh, wow. Super, super exciting. Let's get into it then, right? All right. So let's just say right off the bat that I have no idea what any of these fan theories are. <laughs> Emily found this list on her own. We kind of planned it this way for there to li- still be a little bit of a surprise factor in here yeah. for us to make it fun for us. So <laughs> I don't know what any of these fan theories are going to be at all. And I'm kind of nervous because you've been hinting at me this week that some of them are really weird. <laughs> Who knows? Some of these could be true. We all thought the Nagini thing was a far-fetched fan theory, and look where we are now. So. Yeah, so, ugh, yikes. Anything's possible, but some of them are really cool. Some of them, I think that's not really a theory, it's just true. And other ones, I'll spoil it now, I know it's the big one, are dumb. Because Hufflepuff is not the stoner house. Get out yeah. of here. <laughs> anyway. Ugh, I hate it, just because they're close to the kitchen. <laughs> God. So there are only so this. many places you could put a common room. Okay, in a castle. In a castle. A giant castle. Someone deserves Where to be by the kitchen. Where forty students go to school. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. okay. Thanks, David Yates, and all the movies. David Yates. All right. Number one. This one we know is true, and you are a huge believer of it. I am. Neville Longbottom uses the wrong wand. Yes. <laughs> this. Okay, this is something that I actually just, like, had, like, a moment when I was reading the books for our class, and I was like, oh my god. Because he mentions in Mm -hmm. one of the later books, like, my wand broke. I think it was when they were at the ministry, maybe? Yeah, I think so. And he's like, I was using my, I'm using my dad's wand, and now I have my own. And I'm like, I totally believe it. That would explain why he was so bad at magic. That would also Mm -hmm. explain why herbology is his best subject, because you wouldn't necessarily have to use your wand as much for herbology as you would for, like, charms or transfiguration or, like, those other classes. So I totally, Mm -hmm. totally stand with that. I really like that a lot. I don't think it's a theory. I think it's a fact. I think it's real. I was so proud of myself when I realized that, too. I was like, I am a genius! (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Here's our next one. Hagrid got Aragog from Newt's commander. I've heard this one before. I wouldn't be surprised if it was... Solid. F- true. Shitty thing of Newt to do to give a giant spider to a kid in school. <laughs> but, I mean, I, it's also not Possible. surprising for his Possible. character. Like, he thinks all animals are beautiful, so... like <laughs> Maybe that'll be in the movie. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> that That is something that, like... Would has the potential to be turned out to be true in these movies if we get to that point in Newt's life. Yeah. Sorry, I had to scroll past that real hard because they were showing a picture of Aragog dead nasty. I was like, oh, I can't believe <laughs> that anymore. You, you, you. <laughs> I think I think it's I think it's possible. I totally do too. I don't know I that agree. I care enough to really believe it. <laughs> Hasn't Hagrid said something in the series about kind of where he got him? I don't remember. Oh, he came man. in the pocket of a traveler or something like that. Doesn't he say that somewhere? Yeah. That traveler could have been Newt. Could have been. Coming back to visit his favorite headmaster, Dumbledore. I don't know. Ugh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. Trelawney was right about Harry's birth date. I this made a one. note about this while rereading the books. Yes. That she says he was born in midwinter. Oh! <laughs> That's... She is kind of right. She's reading the horcrux inside him. (laughs) I think that's that's legit. I I totally think it's legit. I think it's a good one. Isn't this might be in the list later? But isn't there just a fan theory where like all of the predictions that she makes that seems really silly end up to be like real? Yeah, I don't think that's in this. It might be. I don't know. I don't think it's in the list. But that's just track of them when we read the books because I'd heard about that before and I was like, I'm gonna keep track of every prediction and I'm even gonna keep track of like Harry and Harry and Ron's predictions because they also end up being true. Yeah. So it's cool. I guess we'll talk about that when we get to three and four. To book club. But that yeah. is one I've heard before. Like, Trelawney is, like, a dumb character when you first look at her, but, like, you don't overlook her because, like, a lot of stuff she's Yeah, even her ones real. when she's not, like, going into, like, her power coma end up being kind of real. Yeah, even just, like, the dumb stuff she spews in class turns out mm-hmm. to be real. Okay. Next one, I think, isn't even really a... Th- I don't... Some of these, I'm like, these aren't theories. These are just, like, paying attention to the subtext. Yeah. <laughs> 
that Voldemort, Harry, and Snape are the three brothers in Dumbledore's death. Yes, I've heard that one a lot. That makes sense. That's true. Yeah, it totally fits. Because, let's break it down, duh, Voldemort, died for power. Snape, Resurrection Stone, in love with Lily. <laughs> I thought you were about to say died for love, and I was going to throw up. No, okay. I wasn't going to give him that glory, because, ugh. And I mean, Harry's, he did. Harry's smart, and he flies under the radar with he the cloak. He greets death like an old friend, literally, by walking into the forest. And this is the deal, and I don't know. Yeah, okay, so let's talk about that, because I don't know if this one is in here. If it is, we'll just skip over it, because it's the thing. But that, um, all of those people from the stone were not real. So like his parents and Lupin and Sirius not real. They're they're telling him these four people who have fought so much for Harry to live mm-hmm. are telling him it's fine to die. Go ahead and die. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's like death doing that. And yes. then and then that death appears as Dumbledore, this like trusted figure to try and like come in again with yeah. Harry, but he decides to stay. And I mean, you think, okay, maybe it's more Dumbledore because he's kind of pushing him, like, get back out there and finish what I started. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but like, there's that, like, cool theory that is like, okay, so that was just death. It was no so, like, one real. He, he literally agreed. It was death. convincing yeah. him to die. So, yeah. like, those four people were not it was not It kind of begs the question of, like, when other people use the Resurrection Stone. Yeah. It's, like, the people that they see do the same thing. Of, like, come join me. Because, of all, like, like, all of these things, except for the very smart brother who said, okay, I want, the, I want an invisibility cloak. The other two are, like, kind of, like, tricks and twists. Right. From death. So it makes sense that the Resurrection yeah, Stone like, would be that Yeah, like, even the original too. brother in the story, like, eventually killed himself because it was hard for him to, like, see his, like, love with the stone every day. Just so like Harry like, does. He yeah. he does that, and he goes to die, too. Like, it's, right. That's so it. it. It's totally... It's a good thing. Crookshanks used to belong to Lily Potter. Both of us are like, okay. <laughs> is there... Okay, like, do these... Is this just a list, or is there, like, an explanation no, of each of them? Okay. Um, mostly just that they say that, like, there was a cat. Isn't that in the last one that he's like, oh my god, we had a cat. Yeah, I think that's in, like, maybe the letter or something yeah. that, like, Snape steals. Mm. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> God. <laughs> this is going to be rough to reread that one. All right. Oh, I'm so um, excited, though. But the the deal with it is that um, Crookshanks recognizes um, Sirius and Peter. Yeah. So, I, it's plausible. It could be a thing. I don't know. It's boring to me. But, like, we also learned <laughs> that Crookshanks isn't a full cat, though. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It, it feels far-fetched, but it could be real. I don't know. Here's the one about Crookshanks that I think is cooler, is that um, Crookshanks is Regulus. I think that's a bit of a cooler one. Ooh, I haven't heard that one, I don't think. Yeah. That's a good one. I think that one's more cool than just, like... He it was the Potter's, the Potter's cat, you know. Whatever. Um, I don't know. That one feels weird to me. <laughs> here's one that pisses me off. Okay. I think there are a couple because it goes hand in hand. They're separate, so don't get into the Horcrux bit um, yet. Okay. The Dursley strengthened Harry by being awful. No. This was something like that. that was brought up in class, and it surprised me. Yeah. It's fully abuse. It is fully abuse. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Who is? Oh, that's their thing. We're like getting that, them strong moral that, character. That, what? Well, I mean, like that is a very real thing that some parents do to their kids. They're like, "We're going to be tough on you because yeah. it's going to like strengthen you up for like later in your life." Yeah. But like, that's still an abusive still thing abuse. to do to a child. <laughs> still it doesn't abuse. make it right. Like, I get the thinking behind it, but it doesn't make it a good thing. Yuck! I hate it's that. gross. And some people say that Dumbledore does the same thing to Harry too. <laughs> He's also really hard on him, the trying one I hear to make about, him strengthen up more. The one I hear about that makes me even more angry, I think, than the Dursleys is people saying that Snape is doing that. I'm like, oh, fuck you, oh, he's doing yeah, it to yeah, all yeah. the kids? Oh, is he trying to really strengthen up all the kids? No. I've heard, yeah, people do that, like, whenever somebody's an asshole, oh, oh they're just whatever. trying to, like, make them stronger. No, they're just doing it out of spite. Don't try to, like, defend Boo. these people. The Dursleys suck. Snape sucks. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Hermione, Harry, and Ron chose to be in Gryffindor. I've heard this before. Yeah, because it's I like they could have like, all been the other house. We've talked about that. Well, there's like a theory in general that like in order to be a Gryffindor, you, you have, have to, to ask to be a Gryffindor because it takes bravery to like decide what you're going to be instead of just let life like take its course, basically. Chill. Why would Neville choose to be a Gryffindor, though? Because his parents were in Gryffindor. Oh, that's true. I was going to say, wouldn't it be easier? <laughs> yeah. 
would want to make his grand proud, probably. Aww. Like, he's like, this is where my grand would want me to be. Speaking of possible abuse. <laughs> oh my god, don't even, like, okay, can we just, like, when you read these books as an adult, Ugh. that's when you really realize how bad just all of the abuse that happens it. is. It's so rough. Okay, well, we didn't have to wait long because the next one is the Dursleys treated Harry like garbage because he's a horcrux. Boo. Boo. They're bigots. That's yeah. it. Like, right. I know. Maybe it didn't help. But it's not like it's not like the people who were actually close to him ever felt that way about Nobody him. So that else theory goes down the badly. dumper. Yeah. It's it goes down the dumper. <laughs> the only way for that to be true is if literally every person who ever met or interacted with Harry Potter treated him like shit. Which is not true. Should we start adding toilet flushing sound effects to our <laughs> podcast to punctuate good yeah. points? <laughs> I think we should. That would be really cute. <laughs> be more really on fast. theme. We're actually in a bathroom. <laughs> oh, God. So that one, yeah, don't agree with. Oh, God. No, I don't Sorry. like it. An ad that just has a close-up on Pennywise's face popped up. Ooh. We're okay. All right. This Wait, can I just one. ask, is yeah. your your theory in this list? Yes. Okay, good. I would I'm not really have chosen excited. a list that did not have my theory. We're going to have a lot to say when we get to that one. Okay. Okay. Next is... Kind of sad. <laughs> Was Hagrid incapable of fathering children? That's <laughs> sorry. I shouldn't laugh. I just can't believe people have like that falls into the same thing of like did Snape die a virgin? <laughs> like yes. <laughs> oh God. Okay. okay. Sorry. Just like really I shouldn't laugh. After, after, after really I set sad. it up, is this is a bummer? And then just pausing you start laughing. <laughs> Like, I can't believe that's something people have questioned before. <laughs> here's something gross. Maybe okay. they just didn't have anyone to reproduce with, right? <laughs> here's here's how this is written, and I believe that um, Umbridge wrote this article. Oh, no. It says, Hagrid is a hybrid, thanks to his half-giant, half-human blood. Most hybrids are sterile. <laughs> oh, jeez. And oh, and then it gets sad. Don't laugh, Katie. You're gonna come up like a psychopath. <laughs> Sorry, now you're telling me not to laugh, so all I want to do is laugh. Could this be why he's so attached to the animals, magical beasts, and children of Hogwarts? Is it because oh, Andrew no. longs to be a parent? It's sad, and oh, I know the giggles. <laughs> Is that why he's so attached to animals? Because he wants to be a dad and can't be? That's a bummer. That's so weird. I think he could be if he wanted to. <laughs> Lupin is half werewolf and he had a kid? <laughs> Not half werewolf. He is a werewolf, but he still managed to do it. So, like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. This is turning out to be a shit show. Are you ready for the I next one? I was expecting one? it to yeah. be like this when we were like, let's talk about fan theories. <laughs> okay. All of these we haven't really been able to like super get into yet. Sorry, we're just kind of dismissing most of them. This one's another one where it's just like, yep, that's true. <laughs> Neville was the second chosen one. They literally say that in the book. Oh my god, was this written by movie fans? <laughs> All movie God. pictures. <laughs> oh no! Yes, that is true. Dumbledore literally tells us this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> my button popped up. Oh my God! Okay, all that laughing about Hagrid being infertile. <laughs> okay, here's a kind of a more fun one. J.K. Rowling is actually Rita Skeeter, and Harry Potter is true. What? <laughs> I can read this one oh, out. Oh my god. Okay, so uh, the person who I guess maybe not came up with the idea but talked about it was Tessalate <laughs> on Tumblr. What if J.K. Rowling was nothing but a half blood sellout? Jesus Christ! Oh my Tessalate. Tessalate. <laughs> <laughs> What if J.K. Rowling was nothing but a half-blood sellout who betrayed the international statute of secrecy just to make money? I Ooh. believe it. Uh, yes. The Wizarding World could do nothing because us muggles only know the story is fiction, and if they pursued legal action, it would only result in completely destroying the fragile nature of their secrecy. Is J.K. Rowling working for Gellert Grindelwald? <laughs> <laughs> And does this mean that we can have Colin Farrell back? No, okay. Oh my god. 
Bitch, this is not a theory. One of these just says, what does five Fantastic Beasts movies mean? Girl. <laughs> okay. Oh my god, are we not going to talk about the J.K. Rowling one? Oh. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, I guess there's not much to say, except I did it. so dumb. <laughs> I don't know. Do you think it could be true? Yes. <laughs> The kid inside me who has always wanted to go to Hogwarts very much hopes that it's true. <laughs> Damn, that makes me hate her even more than I already do. Because oh. who likes Rita Skeeter? <laughs> She's self-inserted into Harry Potter book. Oh God. She's like Stephanie Meyer in the, last, in the Twilight <laughs> in the last movie. Oh my God. Wait, was she in more than... Because she was in the first one. She was in the coffee shop. Yeah, she was in more than one. And then she was at the wedding, but was she in all of them? Oh, I don't know if she was in the other ones. I haven't watched those <sighs> movies in a very long time. I would need to watch Can them. Can I tell you a shame secret? Yeah. I started reading the Twilight series again. <laughs> Did you really? I, I even got them to. from Half Price Books, and I've started, I've read one chapter and already I'm like, this is fulfilling my like weird need that I always feel whenever I go to like a Walgreens or a Half Price Books where you see those like dollar romance paperbacks. I'm like, I kind of want to get one and read one just because it'd be <laughs> yeah. dumb. And it's kind of fulfilling that to me, but also I'm like, I really want to see like what these are actually like because I was oh, too man. into it. When yeah. I first read That's them. a good idea. I kind of want to reread I'll loan you my copies. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> but it's so bad, but I love it. Oh my anyway. god, it's trash. I know. Twilight Podcast 2019. <laughs> god, 2K19. <laughs> okay, here's the next one. This one I really like. Again, not really like a theory, but it's just like reading the books. Yeah. The first book foreshadows the next six books. Let me read it to you. Yeah. What if the first book... Oh, should I say who this is by? <laughs> I don't want to read these usernames. No, don't. They don't need credit. <laughs> I'm giving them credit because it's Devil's Baby Doll <laughs> on Tumblr. Not to blast oh, anyone. People are great. Um, said this. What if the first book is a foreshadowing of the following six books? Here's what I mean. After Harry, Ron, and Hermione get past Fluffy, there's a number of tasks ahead of them to get to the Sorcerer's Stone. First, they fall into the plant devil's snare. In the second book, Harry and Ron have to uh, have a run-in with the Whomping Willow. In this... What? <laughs> sorry. Oh. Oh, I get it. So, like, each sorry, of the, like, obstacles... Okay, wait. Yeah, let me keep reading this, because I stopped reading and I got confused. Okay. okay. First, they fall into the plant devil's snare. In the second book, Harry and Ron have a run-in with the Whomping Willow. Second is the brooms and the winged keys, which could represent the Quidditch match where Harry is attacked by all those Dementors. Third is the chess match set up by McGonagall, which is referred to as a graveyard before they realize what's happening, very similar to the literal graveyard Harry finds himself in after being transported there after touching the Triwizard Cup in the fourth book. (gasps) Then they run into a troll who is already knocked out, but could loosely foreshadow Grop, uh, Hagrid's half-brother in the fifth book. After that, they run into Snape's contribution to the protection of the stone, a collection of potions and logic. In the six books, we have the new potions master, Professor Slughorn, and Professor Snape moves to attention to the defense against the dark arts. The sixth book heavily focuses on Slughorn and the potions. Uh, blah, 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 blah. And finally, Harry finds himself face-to-face with Voldemort, and the final book is all about the final battle. Interesting. It's okay. It's, it's okay. I mean, it, that one also feels far-fetched. Like, I feel like it's another, like, trying to make connections where there aren't really... Mm-hmm. connections to be made, you know? I think there's... I don't know. Let's think about it. Let's think about these examples and think about, like, maybe a different way to connect them. I feel like... Okay, well, we'll talk about the one for Chamber first. But the one Devil that... Snare. Yeah. Snakes. Snakes. <laughs> oh, that's Snakes. true. Snakes and evil plants. I suppose it's like... Um, Harry is getting trapped in the coils of... Rumor City. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Not that the Whomping feels, Willow, though. The Whomping Willow isn't, like, the main enemy of that book. It is literally, like, in one chapter, and then we never hear mention of it again. So I'm like, yeah, it's there, but it's not really relevant to the yeah. overall plot. So I don't know. Okay. Um, The one that I have a problem with is the Prisoner of Azkaban one. Because, again, like, the Whomping Willow, like, the Quidditch match where he gets attacked by Dementors, again, not super relevant. Like, the main plot Mm -hmm. of that book has to do with Sirius and, like, the Marauders. So, like, what would, like, the keys and stuff have to do with that? (laughs) 
unlocking the history of my father Ooh, and his friends. Ooh, <laughs> there it is. Okay. I'll James was it. a Quidditch star. I don't know. <laughs> like <laughs> your face. We do need to start videotaping these. Videotaping! I am from 1992. That why is that an old man voice? Oh my god. <laughs> Anyway. Oh my god, yeah. Okay. I feel like that is something that could be a later project, just turning this into like a chess <laughs> Chess game um, and Goblet of Fire. I can see that. I okay, can see that. That, whole book that one I think game. is the most compelling one besides the Not obvious even just fighting that, like, Oh, it looks like a graveyard. I think it's just that whole book is a chess game. Well, I mean, if even if you're just looking at it from like the that whole book is like the Triwizard Tournament. It's like a game. Mm-hmm. It's people competing. And, like, that's what you're doing when you're playing a game, too. The stakes yeah. aren't as high, obviously, when you're playing chess. But, like, it's It was still, for these babies. Yeah. So, it's like, <laughs> I feel like that one could relate a little mm-hmm. bit more. That one I like. The other's not so much. Okay, what was next? The troll, troll with Grop. Again, Grop isn't the main enemy in that book. Hmm. If you're comparing the troll to Umbridge, then fine, I'm okay with it. But like, well, because that one is just like they walked right through, like yeah. it was taken care of for them. Okay, how about this? Um, somebody already did it. They didn't really have control over what happened in that one. Okay, it's a lot of adults doing a lot of things that they have no control over. Okay, maybe That's I don't know. Fair. I'm trying to connect it, but like that one, they just literally walked right through. Yeah, they didn't have to do anything. It stank. So did Harry's attitude. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. No. Now that I'm something was already knocked out. I don't know. I feel like there like could be a connection to be made. Yeah, I don't know. Someone hurt something in there. The potions one makes sense to me. That one does. I mean, I honestly, when you were reading it, I was like, oh, duh, that's Snape's thing. Snape is the Half-Blood Prince, and that's a huge thing about that book. So, like, that makes sense. Potions was a big player in that one. And then, of course, coming face-to-face with Voldemort. Duh. Outsmarting him. Yep. Burning him to ash. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's the movie version, basically. He turns to ash twice. So, I don't know. That's an interesting one. It is. There are some of them that don't really fit, but there are some that fit really well. Sorry. I scrolled down to the next one. I hope you're ready for this. Uh-oh. Is it one that I've heard before? I don't know if you have. Uh-oh. George Weasley is Willy Wonka. <laughs> <laughs> Why only George? Why George? He lives. <laughs> Duh. Here's what it says. After Fred's death, George uses the time turner to travel to another place in time to become someone new and fulfill the dream of creating a mischievous paradise for kids and adults as an homage to his brother. Given um, uh, Fred and George's penchant for candies and treats that have physical effects, the whole Veruca Salt... Oh, you're yawning. I thought you were making an excited baby face because no, it was sorry. making sense to you. Pendant <laughs> uh, for candies and treats that have physical effects, the whole Veruca Salt thing looks like Weasley work. Also, Wonka says he's hard of hearing, and George lost his hearing in the battle. Oh my god. Plus, they're both gingers. It's airtight. Um. <laughs> Thoughts. Thoughts. It. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah. I mean, it's cool that some people would go to that length. Yeah, it is. But, like... I don't know. I don't believe it. But it's fun. Oh, God, no. Like, it's all true. But it's it's fun to think about. I don't know. I feel like... I don't even remember what... How this fan theory even went. But, like, I've seen some that have connected, like, Mary Poppins to, like, Harry Potter before, too. Like, I've seen lots of them that have connected Harry Potter to other things. So, it's fun and interesting. It's fun and interesting. I don't believe it, but it's fun to think about. <laughs> I don't think that's what Joanne had in her mind when she wrote the book. <laughs> what happened to the shop if this is true? Who runs the shop? If Ron. George just up and leaves. Uh, Hearst child, it's Ron. But he wouldn't do it on his own. <laughs> Maybe he has to. They weren't in the they weren't oh in the play. Oh my god. Alright. Nobody was in that play. <laughs> Oh no. Are you ready for this next one? I don't know. You're gonna poop. Okay. (laughs) Oh no. Everybody listening, get ready. Hold your butts, because you're gonna poop. (laughs) 
Mrs. Norris is Filch's wife. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> okay. 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 I don't know how to respond to that. I mean, he's obsessed with her the way he would be obsessed with a wife. He's Tumblr user Yo Yo SpaghettiO. <laughs> Okay. Filch is never without his cat, Mrs. Norris. What if she was human at some point and something happened? Like perhaps (laughs) Filch is a furry and he took it too far. Oh my god. Like perhaps she was an illegal animagus who went through a bad transformation. What if she was Mrs. Filch? And what if that is what makes Filch so cranky and twisted? Okay, can I just... This is another fan theory that I doubt is going to be on there. Because it's only meant to please drapple shippers. No! But I am, I saw somebody on Tumblr once say, What if Astoria is an apple that he transfigured into a human being? And they were like, It totally fits. Her name, her name starts with an A. And they were like doing like all this stuff to like try to like make it realize like this is so bad so I'm sorry that's what that reminded me of was like maybe Astoria Malfoy was an apple first (laughs) just like maybe Filch's cat was his wife first (laughs) maybe she still is oh my god That's so weird. Okay. Oh, God. All right. I'm skipping the Hufflepuff is a stoner house. I I hate hate it. Goodbye. I hate that one. I hate that one. Isn't, okay, isn't the reason why people say that because they're like, Cedric would have had to have been high to get the idea to take a bath as his egg. Isn't that why people, like, said that? Yeah. It's that they're next to the kitchens and it's Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff. I don't care. It's stupid. Okay, go to the next this one. This also says maybe Slytherins do cocaine. What? No. What's happening? Oh, no. All right, here we go. Muggles fought the wizards, and the muggles won. Bum, bum. Say more. Bah. What? Say more. Is oh. there more to read? <laughs> I know you said say more. I was like, which one? What's happening? Okay. Why all the fear and racism from the muggles? I don't know if we... Okay. (laughs) Why do magical beings feel superior, but also hide from the muggles? Because there was a war in the past and the wizards were defeated. The Ministry of Magic, part of a larger government body, was created perhaps as a compromise. Um. Yep. That's a fun one. That's kind of a fun one. I kind of like it. I don't, I don't know if it's like this, like, big compromise thing. I feel like there was a literal... Reckoning against witches in real history. So that's it, and that's kind of part of of the canon. Don't we? Yeah, like I was gonna say, don't we literally see in Fantastic Beasts like some of the like wizard governing people from Makusa are like Muggles pose a threat to us, so we have to like hide from them. Like, don't people say that kind of? This is yeah. This is true, and like it's in it's in the books about like. Muggles doing witch burnings and stuff, right? That's, like, in right. there. Yeah, so it's, like, it totally makes sense that wizards are staying secret from muggles, partly because they're scared of them. Yeah, because they got works. murdered a bunch. Yeah. I think that totally fits. There was. Oh, my God, yes. I think it's in Prisoner of Azkaban. I, I can't wait to be wrong. But I think it's in Prisoner <laughs> of Azkaban, but Harry's doing his, like, summer reading, and there's a little tidbit in there about, like, Right, or am I making this up about somebody being, like, put on the pole and set aflame because they were a witch, but it was like they would cast a spell. Yes, they'd cast a spell on yeah, the flames yeah, yeah. and it would just so tickle. It, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. And they just I pretended till people left. I don't remember which book that was in, but I do remember that being mentioned somewhere. That It's already in there. I totally yeah. believe it. Yeah, I, I don't totally think it needs to be this, it. like, big world war. No, but it but was I, just a legit I, part of history. The whole, like, wizards being scared of muggles thing I think is totally legit. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's this one. This is an interesting one that I haven't heard before. Mm, okay. Arthur Weasley was under the Imperious Curse. Ooh. Ooh. When he was a young man in the Ministry and during the First Wizarding War, Arthur may have been put under the curse by Death Eaters to gain knowledge. 
the Death Eaters targeted younger ministry employees because they were vulnerable and unsupervised. This also explains why Arthur White Hot hates the Malfoys, as Lucius used the curse as an excuse to get acquitted of his crimes. Arthur is having none of it. There's more to that theory, but I won't click on it. What do you think? I like it. That's interesting. That's interesting. I'm kind of into it. Yeah, me too. Ooh, that does add some juice to it. Some Mm -hmm. zest. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) I like that. Those are the kinds of theories that I really Mm -hmm. dig. Like, not these really far-fetched ones, but like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Oh, I I like like that. that. I've never heard that one before. That one's kind of cool. Kudos to whoever came up with that one. Here's one that's just a truth about Joanne. The American Wizarding School stole its house names from Native Americans. <laughs> yeah, that's real. That's real. That's just true. All right, that's let's see. That's Racist Joanne 2.0. There it is. <laughs> right there. All right, next one. Celestina Warbeck's father knew Newt's commander. What? So this is, I guess, from Kelly West at Cinema Blend. Says she noticed something about Rowling's biography of Celestina Warbeck. Warbeck's father had a small position. <coughs> oh my god. <coughs> she noticed something about Rowling's biography of Celestina Warbeck. Warbeck's father had a small position at the Muggle Liaison Office at the Ministry of Magic and was possibly there when Newt's commander worked in another department. This is based on the fact that Celestina was born in 1917 when her father was still working at the liaison office. Scamander was commissioned to write Fantastic Beasts as a textbook in 1918. Warbeck met his future wife when he rescued her from a lethifold attack on stage. Celestina's mother was also a performer. The glowing amoeba-like lethifold, in parentheses living trout, as described by Flavius Belby, <laughs> resembled nothing so much as a rippling black cape that eats its victims. Holy shit. Oh my god. A lethophil descri- disguised as a stage curtain attacked while Mrs. Warbeck and Warbeck uh, just happened to be present then. Um, he probably knew there was only one way to kill a lethophil. Oh, it's a Patronus. Okay. How would a person working in the Muggle Liaison Office know how to fend off a lethifold? Maybe he learned a lot from his buddy and also fellow beast enthusiast, Newt Scamander. Or Warbeck gave that knowledge to Scamander, who would certainly need it in his future work. Interesting. That's kind of cool. I like that. But also nothing I really care about. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But cool. It's cool. Yeah, I think it's totally, like, plausible. I just, I, it doesn't have anything to do with people that I care a ton about, you mm-hmm. know? I mean, I care about Newt, but not in the context of <laughs> this. This. <laughs> but it's cool. That's some deep digging. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I like that. Okay, here's a nasty one. This one we're gonna probably talk about for a minute. Okay. This is a popular one. Ginny Weasley slipped Harry a love potion. Don't care for it. I don't like that. I don't think she would stoop that low. Also, we've talked about this a little bit with the Cho thing. Mm-hmm. That's been building for some books. Yeah. Okay. That wasn't a sudden romance. That's been building. No. Like, it's she's had building. a thing for him for forever. It makes sense that he would start to develop feelings for her. Like, I feel like in the book, I'm reading Half-Blood Prince mm-hmm. right now, and I feel like his, like, the progression of his feelings for her feels very natural. Like, it starts with him just being like, she's my best friend's little sister. Of course I'm protective of her when he sees her, like, making out with other guys. Mm-hmm. And then it turns into him going from, like, being protective to being like, I don't like that. I want to, like, strangle the guy that she's making out with, and I'm not really sure why. And then it, like, it, it, like, keeps escalating. Like, it feels like a very natural way that, like, a crush develops, you know? And it makes sense because, like, they spent their entire summer together. So, like, of course he would, like, get close to her after that. And I just think, like, this is something you miss out on in the movies big time. But, like, they do have a friendship, they do at least in five, but they definitely do for in sure. other books, right? Yeah. Like in four, a little bit, a little, yeah. I mean, like I know that there's one part when like the Yule Ball is like going on, and that Ron is like, "Oh, this is just ridiculous. We can't find dates." Like Harry, just go with Ginny, like because you know her, you're mm-hmm. friends with her, and Ginny's like, "I would, but I'm already going with someone else." But and then She's like in the fifth then. one, 
She's chill then, and then, like, in the fifth book, Fifth one is like, already happening. Oh, it's already there. J.K. Rowling has, like, proven that she was mm-hmm. planning for there to be hints at their relationship in that one. And they're definitely friends in that one. Like, she goes to the ministry definitely. with him. They yeah. hang out during their holidays and stuff. Like, they're totally friends. I don't it's like that. It's real shit, yeah. I, I don't I think... Don't and also, that. just, like, I feel like that makes Ginny, like, a totally different character for her to be willing to, like, yeah. stoop to that point of, like, giving someone a love potion. Like, I feel like she wouldn't be into that. I just think people hate girls. <laughs> they do. And they want that to be true. And I, I mean, like, I, I I agree. I don't think there was enough of a build-up of, like, Ginny becoming real cool. It kind of did happen a little bit out of nowhere come Order of the Phoenix. Like, yeah. all of a sudden, she's real bomb. It's like, and we haven't really heard about her the last two books. I feel like it also, like, kind of makes sense, though, because definitely in, like, the first three books, she has a huge crush on him. And, like, I don't know, when I was that age, like, when I had a huge crush on a guy, I avoided them at all costs. Mm-hmm. And, like, that feels very natural. But then that crush goes away, and then he starts spending a lot of time with her, and then they become friends. Like, it feels like a very natural thing from her going to, like, a little, like, school kid crush mm-hmm. to, like friendship and then to a relationship like it feels very natural to me also it's wizard roofies so no thank you also they're <laughs> high school age <laughs> scary yeah i i don't like that i think that their feelings mm-hmm. are real on both sides okay are you ready for a big one yes harry is king arthur what the fuck <laughs> are you ready no merlin is real Merlin has his own chocolate frog card, phrases like the Order of Merlin and Merlin's beard. Um, Infant Harry was laid on the Dursley's doorstep. Infant Arthur was brought to Sir Ector to be raised. Both Harry and Arthur weren't aware of their heritage. Harry pulls the sword of Godric Gryffindor out of the hat, resembling Arthur pulling the sword from the stone. Both acts sealed their fate as the true king and leader. And then there's more, but I'm not going to click on it. I think that this just shows, like, she's, like, rolling clearly takes and borrows from just British literature. Yeah, I agree. It's in there. Like, that's a a huge thing is that, um, I guess, I haven't read them since I was, like, very little, if at all. You know, Mm -hmm. like, any of the Knights of the Round Table, King Arthur kind of stories. Right. But um, I had somebody who was um, reading them again and was, like... So much of this is in Harry Potter. So, like, I think it's just, it's just, it's just a true thing. Like, it's borrowed. It's right. This, like, legend of the hero, and it's very British, and so yeah, it, yeah, that's yeah, just yeah. it. Yeah, I agree. It is interesting that Merlin is a real character in her series, mm-hmm. though. Like, he's a Slytherin, too. Yeah. We figured that out that he was a Slytherin at Hogwarts, mm-hmm. so, like, that's cool. Good Slytherin. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Here's one that I love so much. Draco Malfoy is a werewolf. I love this one. I love this one. It's JK Rowling so has, cool. It's not real. JK well, Rowling no. has come out and like tweeted that it's not real, but it, it But she can is, suck my ass. It feels very interesting. Like I really like this it's one. It's so cool. I was waiting for this one to come up. Like I remember when I first heard it, I was kind of like, "What?" But yeah. now I think it's really interesting. Okay. So let's talk about this. In the book, there is never any <gasps> big reveal of, of the his, dark mark. Yeah, that's a movie thing only. That's a movie thing only. Can we just clarify right now, too? This theory says that he is a werewolf in, like, the later ones, but it's not, like, a thing where he's been oh, no, 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 since no, no, no. a child. No, it's it's Half-Blood Prince and Onward. Yes. Because it was a punishment to Lucius. For his failed attempts at the ministry. Yes. To, yeah. to transform. And then it's very, it's very pointedly, here's some other stuff, it's very pointedly at him the comment about babysitting the cubs yes there's that um he's very afraid of fenrir um and well, that and he was like, using him as a threat and that he showed borgen something yeah that's arm, what i was gonna say and, and people are saying we're supposed to assume that the thing he shows borgen on his arm is the dark mark but it could be like a, a werewolf scar. bite yeah yes I think that's really interesting. It's just cool. It's it, so it's fun. cool to think about. I forgot that the babysitting the cubs 
comment yeah. was part of that theory too. I was arguing about this theory with someone the other day because I mentioned it to them and told them that I thought it was really cool, and they were like, "That's stupid." <gasps> and I was like, "No, it's cool. I think it's interesting. It's interesting and well like, thought out. Like I know out. it's not real, but it's like plausible. It's, it's really cool. It it's is totally so plausible. I mean, even J.K. Rowling when she tweeted and was like, "That's not real, but I really like it." Like yeah. she was like, "That's an interesting theory." That I never even realized I set up to, like, seem real, but, like... I love it's it. It's cool. It is the coolest. Yeah. I, I may really borrow like from Dragon Josh. <laughs> <laughs> it's the coolest. It's the coolest. Ugh. Oh, my God. Yeah, I really love that one. Yeah, that one's a really good one. I like that a lot. Now, here's what I wish she would tweet about. Okay, get ready, guys, because here come the next okay, 15 this, minutes. This is Emily's favorite theory. Oh, my she God. She screamed about this in our class so much, and it sparked a really big discussion, and our teacher was obsessed with it because <laughs> okay. she had never heard it before. I believe this wholeheartedly, and until she tells me otherwise, it is the truth. It is the truth. It's the truth. Okay. I'm not going to tease you anymore. To create horcruxes, you must commit an act of cannibalism. Yes. Uh. <laughs> oh my god, what was that? I hope that like that can be heard. I really do. That was disgusting. <laughs> I didn't want to scream, so I was trying to make a different noise, and that's what I got. I'm really excited about this. This is such a good theory. I'm going to let you take the reins on this one because this theory is your thing. So explain why. Okay, okay, okay. What is the evidence behind it? Okay, I hope I remember everything. I'm very stressed. I will fill okay. in the blanks because okay. I, I like it. I have your paper on <laughs> my phone. I could just read it if you want. Oh my to. God. Okay. All right. Let's talk about this. Before we get into like the weird literary parts of why he Voldemort's a cannibal, he eats people. That's it. Goodbye. Yeah. Number one. Okay. Let's just talk about the He doesn't eat one. everybody, though. He only eats no, people that okay, he yeah, kills and makes horcruxes. horcruxes. Yes. Only so horcruxes. He's eaten six people. So we'll talk about an obvious one. Death Eaters. Yeah. Death Eaters. Death Eaters. Like, that's... They're called that for a reason. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk, let's talk about... It. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm so frazzled. I need... I needed to have, like, notes on this for real. Talk about her publisher, because I feel okay. like that's an obvious yes. one. That's a good one, too. Okay, so... Um, she has only told, I guess, one person about how to make a horcrux, um, and it's her publisher. So, like, we know that she has a clear-cut yes. idea of, like, what is involved. Yes. Like, she's thought about it before. So, she, the publisher has said that she told him, I think it's him, she told him, and um, it made him almost throw up. So that can be two things. And we assume it's associated with death because, of course, it's associated with death. There's two gross things you could do. He could fuck it. Or he could eat it. Yeah. And I don't think, cursed child aside, he's going to use that thing. So, like, I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think it's any Plus sort her, of for him necrophile. Like, for him who is, like, scared of death. He's afraid of would, death. He's not going to stick it in death. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, it's not gonna happen. Yeah, so yeah, he yeah. has to eat it, and eating it is conquering it. And this is like witch history. Yeah, that like people were afraid that witches were gonna cannibalize them mm-hmm. because they would be stealing their power, and that's like that's like a thing I think in like real like very. Um, isolated tribal societies who practice cannibalism, it can sometimes be um, to take that person's power. Yeah. So there's that kind of history to it. And then we bring in kind of the metaphorical business of it that like he wants to have power over death because he's so afraid of it. So he's going to eat it. So literally to take its power from he it. would be eating a corpse. And I think I just, it's true. I'm sorry. Let me just, like, refer to some (laughs) notes real quick to make sure that I have everything. I have your... Well, another thing that, like, you've said before, too, is that can't Voldemort, like, be translated to, like, something... Oh! That's right. Okay, so, um... Pete, let me find out what the real wording was. Hang on. Uh, Yeah, I'm just gonna throw out while we're, like, looking for our resources on this. Like, 
for our Harry Potter class, we had to, like, write response papers to each of the books that, like, responded to, like, a certain character or idea or just something that had to do with, like, that particular Mm -hmm. book that you were writing it about. And Emily wrote her paper for Half-Blood Prince on this theory. (laughs) And it was really good. You basically read your entire theory out loud to our class, and it sparked a huge conversation. And I think it convinced a lot of people that this is, like, a real thing. Okay, all right, here it is. So, um... Voldemort can be translated a couple of different ways. Um, the most uh, popular way, I think, is um, like flee or flight from death. Mm-hmm. That's one that I think is like the most popular translation because, of course, he's running away from it. That's obvious. But it can also mean stolen death, which I think is more exciting because that means that he's he's taking it. And he's all about conquering everything. And yeah. that in itself is like metaphorical cannibalism. Like, yeah. you're going to consume everything. And he has this like need like all consuming need for power and knowledge mm-hmm. so like he we're get, we're getting into this Voldemort podcast already but like he yeah. just he needs to eat it all yeah and so i think that like eating it is good it's just real i keep yeah. saying this i'm yeah. trying to see but just like if he's if he's consuming death and consuming death's power, that means death doesn't have power over him. Yeah. Which is really important to him. And, like, let's just mention, too, that, like, we're not throwing out there that we think that he literally has to eat, like, the entire body for this to be a thing. Like, because we know that, like, with the murder of the Riddles, for example, like, the Muggle police were still able to find bodies. Mm -hmm. So you'd have to eat something of the body that was, like, something that wouldn't be obvious. Like, you wouldn't have to eat the entire thing. My dream is having him hold a human heart in his hand and just devouring it. Yes. That's my dream. But it doesn't have to be. It could be a toe. I'm not mad about it. It could be a toe. It could even be (laughs) just, like, their blood. And someone in our class, like, said, like, maybe it's, like, the eyes or something. Because, like, the eyes are said to be, like, the gateway to the soul or something. Hell yeah. So, like, that would be interesting. And then let's talk about, too, um, like, the victims and why they're significant for, like, him. Yeah. Um, I mean, some of them aren't. One of them, for sure, is just, like, some muggle. Yeah. That he kills in Albania. Like, But, whatever. like, that was, like, a significant time in his life, yeah, though. Yeah, exactly. Was, like, him being really, like, nothing. So, Myrtle Warren. His first murder. Our girl. <laughs> That it's, Our his first, it's his first murder, and it proves his claim to Slytherin nobility. Yes. So that's very important. Um, Tom Riddle Sr. and the Riddle family, uh, that it's a denial of his muggle roots, and he's gaining power over this person who shares his name. You know he hates it. Yeah. So he's he's destroying that, and that, um, so his, his name and his face only belong to him. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> I love him. So this is just the tip of the iceberg with him. I know. I'm so, like, not ready to discuss this. I'm sorry if this is so frazzled. Um, And then we've got Hepzibah Smith, um, which I think is just, like, the jealousy of, like, what he thinks he should be Mm -hmm. and what she is because she's, like, wizarding royalty because she's a direct descendant of Hufflepuff. Right. So, like, he's pissed. And it's, like, more, like, and she had his stuff. Yeah. So it's this claim, again, to his heritage and being better than everybody else. Yeah. It's so good. Mm. Let's see. Who what else you did had I to say kill here? for the, the diadem? Is there anything that's like, who would that have been? No. No. Um, I don't even know where he here. would have been in his life at that point. Uh, no, that one I think... Um, that one I think might have been the... The Muggle in Albania, because he had to go to. No, the... I thought that was Nagini. Oh no, because no, the diadem was in in Albania. So I think that was that one. I don't know about the cup. Um, wouldn't the cup <clears throat> have been Hufflepuff? What? Wouldn't the cup? Or no, wouldn't the cup have been Hepzibah? Or who? Or no, that would have been locket. the locket. It Either been either one. I don't know. There's lots to think about. The but Potters then... had to have been one too. They were gonna be. They were gonna be. Harry Potter was gonna be his final horcrux. He was gonna eat that baby. Yeah. He was gonna eat a baby. Yeah. <laughs> but this is the thing, and so a lot of people are like, okay, well, what about Harry? Harry wasn't a real horcrux. That was an accident, and it was just a ching. 
Like yeah. a little piece of soul that just grabbed on to Harry. That was not a real Horcrux. It, so he it didn't have to like eat a Horcrux. Him. It talked like a Horcrux, but it wasn't a Horcrux. Not a Horcrux. So I will I will debunk that immediately. And I guess just talking it's just it's been a thing in literature always is that there's this big scary cannibal figure, this all consuming, sometimes literally a cannibal, um, cannibal against maker. like <laughs> against like the good person and their direct foils. So like you think Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker. Yeah. I will not speak of Kyle ever again on this podcast. But yeah, it's just like you have these like big yeah. villain and hero and a lot of the time you'll see these and not to mention that they're very racist stereotypes. Um, these cannibal stereotypes put on new age villains yeah, or just even like flipping them. And I think I talked about this a little bit in the paper because I originally talked about this in a class that um, was all about cannibalism in literature and how racist the history of that is. Yeah. So talking about that is that like Voldemort is, is the Hannibal Lecter version where it is like a white dude who it's even scarier because it's not some like tribalistic native non-white like ooh they're like believing in witchcraft it's like yeah. this very beautiful white guy is eating people and it's even scarier and he becomes yeah he's very like unhinged yeah, so it's way. all about being animalistic. And, and the, the more yeah. horcruxes he creates, the more of an animal he is. It yeah. just makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I hope I've it's, convinced people I'm so out of it right now. Yeah, this is oh. such a good, a good, good. Um, a good, good. A good, good. It, it's such a good theory. Like, it. <laughs> when you first, I feel like it's one of the ones where, like, when you first hear it come out of someone's mouth Crazy. for the first time in your life, Voldemort was a cannibal. What? No. But, like, then you, like, you read about, like, the whole, like, cannibalism agenda in literature as a whole, and it totally fits. And then, like, even when you just look into, like, the facts about, like, what she told her publisher and the fact that his followers are Death Eaters, like, it all just, like, feels like pieces of a puzzle that just, like, fits really well. If I haven't convinced you, and I'm positive I haven't because I feel like I did not talk about this correctly, this was my big chance and I blew it. Google I it. I want you to, like, post your paper that you wrote for people <laughs> to, like, read. Because it's so good, you guys. Like, our teacher in our class who, like, lives and breathes Harry Potter, she, like, does speeches about it. She does tons of stuff about it. Like, she had never heard this theory before. And, like, she totally believed it after Emily ranted about it in class for 20 minutes. Like, <laughs> maybe I'll post it. We have it. convinced, like, the number one ultimate Harry Potter nerd that I have, like, met. In, like, <laughs> the biggest one I've ever met in my life. She's convinced. I just, yeah, maybe I'll post it. I just, this is so important to me, and I, it, it has to be true until J.K. Rowling comes out and says something other. Even then, she's wrong. He had to eat people to make Horcruxes. Yeah, I have to. We have to be done. I can't talk about it anymore. (laughs) The last part of this podcast was kind of a bit of a clusterfuck, but like, sorry. it's, there's more. There's more. Hold on. I got a couple more. Oh, you have a couple more. Oh, there's I'm more. Sorry. Yeah, there's just a couple. Okay. But we'll zoom through these because I talked too long about this. Hopefully, I'll cut it out. Okay. <laughs> Harry, Harry will live forever and will never see his parents again. He what? will forever be the boy who lived. Um, in defeating Voldemort, Harry becomes immortal. Mm. That's one. I don't like it. I think it could have been plausible, but is after he got rid of the stuff, is he still master of death? I don't think so. Who's to say? That's a good point. Who's to say? He could be. It's interesting. It is it's interesting. It, <laughs> yeah. I, well, I don't know. I feel like my thing is, like, Harry wouldn't want that, though. No. Well, that's why I got rid of it, but does well, that actually do anything? Well, I don't know. I don't know. I well, feel I like know. if Harry is meant to, like... Mirror the third brother is more meant to be like he's not scared of death. Exactly. But he will die eventually. Like mm-hmm. I, I feel like he will, but when he does, he'll like be at peace with it. It's an interesting one though and very sad. It is. Yeah. Good fan fiction fuel. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> oh my god, that would be so depressing. Like if everybody that you love in your life eventually is dead and you're just like alone. Girl, I got something I gotta recommend to you. Okay. okay. Here's the next one. I hate it. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Credence Barebone is Voldemort's dad. Boo! Sorry. Ew. 
Move on. No, I let me that. read it though. Okay, oh, let's okay. see. Let's see what they let's see what we think. <laughs> oh my god, okay. I'm sorry, I suggested we move on. Barebone was born in nineteen oh five. Stop, stop, stop. Is that true? Let me do a calculation. He's an adult, y'all. Get over it. Anyways. My God. Is that true? Was he really born in 1905? Sick. All right. Anyway. <laughs> um, Barebone uh, was born in 1905 and listed as dying in December 1926. Tom Riddle was born in 1926. Rowling has said that Barebone will play an important role in this series. So, sorry. <laughs> so could Credence be Tom's papa? No. That's what it says. This is Papa. Complete with muggle-hating baggage and uh, first-hand course and treachery from graves. Oh, don't talk about him. This is weird. <laughs> I don't think it's true. What I think is happening is that this was a theory that Credence becomes Tom Riddle. Yeah. Like, his um, his weird little nastiness flows into this newborn baby. Oh, my God. And that, like, that's why Tim is such a little weirdo. Yeah. he's got, like, kind of an obscurus in him or whatever. I don't know. I don't like it. No. That theory about him being the dad is weird and dumb. But yeah, sorry, like I'm it. sorry. I don't like to shit on people. I do a little bit. But <laughs> I, if, you, if you believe that, um, come up with a better way to say it and tweet it at us because I'd like to actually know. But yeah. I think that's mostly coming from one that I was seeing going around about Credence becoming Tom Riddle. Yeah. Who's to say? Hopefully huh. it's a lie. I, we shouldn't even bring stuff up because last time I brought up the Nagini thing, it came true. So, yeah. gee, I hope it comes true. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Ooh, fuck. Okay. Did Dumbledore fake the prophecy of the Potter's death to lure Voldemort? Oh, oh <laughs> shit. Not to disparage Trelawney's seer skills, but Dumbledore may have used her prophecy to lure Voldemort to Godric's Hollow. Online forum user Fuzzy Muffins explains <laughs> by slipping a potion with the prophecy in it into Trelawney's drink, he can make sure Voldemort heard about it. Of course, there are all kinds of reasons why this theory may not be solid. This is a weird one. They're not really explaining it very well. But like, there's but I'm there is a legit prophecy in the Hall of Prophecies mm-hmm. about. So, like, how could he just, like, made up a prophecy? That I don't know, but him him using knowledge of the prophecy to lure Voldemort into, That's into his death. That is interesting. I into like it. That. that is totally into a Dumbledore it. thing. But, but I, like, I feel he like may the have way... set up Snape. Yeah. I think that's interesting. I because okay, cool. but was he not there to interview at the same place? Right, right. Wasn't that the story, or was Trelawney lying? Maybe it wasn't a lie. Maybe he was actually there to interview. Voldemort was sending him as a spy, but Dumbledore yeah. knew, so we had him listen and go tell Voldemort. Fuck me. Yeah, I. I that's interesting. I like that. I believe it. The, All right, the, you got the me. The way that that was written, like, kind of made me at first be like, he fabricated this yeah, whole yeah, prophecy. Yeah. No, wasn't but I was like, no, but there is because like up. we see it. But like, I think he definitely like made sure that Voldemort heard about it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's I awesome. love that. Okay, we have reached our final one. Oh boy, the craziest one of all. Ron Crazy. Weasley is Dumbledore. <laughs> Here it is. Because they're both ginger? Is no. that why? Okay. Okay, let's see. What we don't uh what we do know about the two maybe I should look at this one because I've always been interested in it. Let me pull it up in the background. Hold on. This is what this says. Um, both redheads, duh. Oh my god. I read that wrong. I thought at least Dumbledore was before he turned gay. But it says gray. <laughs> they have injured their left legs and are not... What? What? What the fuck? The last point on this is that they're not really attracted to Hermione. Well, what would Dumbledore be attracted to? What? Okay, hold oh on. God. Let me see this. Let me see this. Let me see this. Everybody, hold on. Okay. Here, okay, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is on a better website. <laughs> okay. okay. 
Though we do get some peeks into the past, Hogwarts headmaster Albus Dumbledore remains a mystery as large and luxurious as that beard of his. Oh my god. We know that he suffered many losses in his early life and that he's secretly gay. But it's still tough to shake the feeling that we don't really know him at all. What does he like to do in his spare time? Okay, this is boring. Anyway. Okay, here we go. Ew, what the fuck? Sorry. (laughs) According to a popular theory, Ron indeed is a young Dumbledore. Uh, Though they couldn't seem like more different characters, they do share some key characteristics. They're both redheads. They both enjoy candy. (laughs) They both enjoy candy and chocolate. They've both injured their left legs, and they're both written as having large hands. Well, so is Tim. Anyway. (laughs) This theory also points to the chess scene in Sorcerer's Stone in which Ron plays a knight. The chess game works as a metaphor for the whole series with the larger war between good and evil playing out over several moves. In the scene, Ron is a knight, which fits his role in the overall saga. So if Ron is a knight, what does that make Dumbledore? A king. Um, That reminds me, what is the song the kids used to sing to make fun of Ron? Oh, oh no. So Ron is a knight and a king himself and Dumbledore. Okay, so Ron is a king and a knight himself and Dumbledore, but how does a thing like this happen? Time Turner, however it occurred, Dumbledore as a time traveling Ron would explain how Dumbledore always seems to know what's going on. Without his, uh, this knowledge, he's just a magical plot device that gets characters out of jams by virtue of being a wise old man. But wait, isn't. <laughs> But wait, isn't Dumbledore supposed to be gay? Ron married Hermione, and they presumably went on to have awkward Weasley sex (laughs) to spawn all those children. That sounds pretty straight. But then again, Dumbledore is experienced in long-term beards. (laughs) My God. This is nasty. I don't know if that convinced me. That was weird. Okay, the stuff about the chess game was cool. Chess game was cool, and the left leg thing, yes. Yes. Everything else is a little bit odd. I don't think there's enough there to really make it super plausible. Interesting that someone thought of it, though. Interesting that someone thought of it, (laughs) but again, I feel like it's drawing parallels in weird places where there aren't really connections to be made. Alright, well, that was the last one I had. (laughs) This was wild. This was... Okay, I'm going to cut out like 15 minutes of this of just me screaming about cannibalism. Sorry, everyone. Oh my god. (laughs) We will come back to that, I'm sure. We have to, and I will be much more organized next time. I'm so sorry. I won't just keep saying this is real. This is real. I promise this is real. (laughs) (laughs) But if you have other fan theories that we've missed and you think we should know about... Tweet us. Tweet us. Throw those theories at us, and we will definitely talk about them. Maybe we'll do a little follow-up if anybody responds to it. Yeah. They won't, so we'll never do a follow-up on it. But if people have Harry Potter fan theories... Or any, so, or any, like, head cannons you have that you think you have, like, some justifiable proof for. Or if you disagree with our reaction to any of the theories that we did talk about, yeah, let us know. Wrong. This, prove us wrong. This website kind of sucked, but it was the one that had the most, so I thought it would be the best one to do instead yeah, of finding Yeah, let us know. Websites. Like we have said in literally every podcast, we want your feedback. We want to hear from you guys. Let us know what you think. If you don't agree with anything that we're saying, tell us and let us know why. Not to be like that one shitty kid on YouTube, but change my mind. Yeah. (laughs) Come at me. Come at me. Do it. I want to know. Like, hit me with it. If you are a hardcore believer. This is my favorite thing about Harry Potter is that there are so many opinions that people can be very different on. And, like, I love it when people challenge my opinion on stuff. So, like, please come to us. Tell us what you think. Tweet us, email us, leave us a review, however you want to get in touch with us. We have so many ways for you to do that. Mm-hmm. Twitter at MyrtleBathPod, Gmail, MyrtleBathPod at gmail.com. Yes, and for do all of our iTunes listeners, please leave us a review. Yeah, rate us and review us. We want we to be will, popular. We will read your reviews on our podcast. So if you want to be a part of a podcast, all you have to do is leave a review for us, and we will read it. So that everybody can know how much we love you. Do it, do it. Do please it, do it. Please do it. Mm, I usually mm, say mm, don't give in to mm. peer pressure, but in this time I'm saying please give in. <laughs> I want to hear from you guys. <laughs> All right. And with that, we'll call it quits. We will see you next week. 
loving kisses, I guess. Thanks for listening, everybody. Flush. Flush. <laughs> <laughs>